This week on the Iowa Watch Connection. And I am so proud to say that they found it right here in Iowa. We want and need economic development, but at what price? Apple takes a bite out of Iowa. Experts are split on the value of government deals with business. The vast majority of economic growth that occurs in the state of Iowa has nothing to do with any sort of public subsidy. Government intervention in economic development. Our topic this week. The Iowa Watch Connection is presented by the Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism. Online at iowawatch.org. Here is Jeff Stein. The announcement was made in late August. Apple announced it would build a center in Waukee near Des Moines. The nearly $1.4 billion facility would lead to 50 permanent new jobs. But the deal required incentives from the city and the state. A $188 million break on property taxes from the city and nearly $20 million from the state in sales tax rebates. Governor Kim Reynolds proudly announced the deal at a public event. Apple CEO Tim Cook also attended and offered his thoughts. As you know, earlier today, the Waukee City Council and the IEDA board both acted to support a data center project proposed by Apple. For the past 20 months, Apple has been searching for the perfect location, and I am so proud to say that they found it right here in Iowa. I'm excited to announce that Apple is making an initial investment of $1.3 billion in Waukee to build our newest data center. It'll be powered completely, 100% by renewable energy, just like all of our U.S. uh, facilities and 96% of our facilities throughout the world. And this new data center will play a very important role in the App Store's continued success. And as the App Store grows, We look forward to growing in Iowa. Intervention by government to stimulate business is not new, and some experts are split on its actual value beyond providing what they call subsidies to for-profit businesses. The Apple deal in particular drew some criticism because of that company's strong financial position and the state of Iowa's relatively weak financial position. Cities run into this same quandary. For example, the city of Waterloo engages in a variety of programs designed to benefit businesses and homeowners. There is also a program to provide financial help for those restoring existing properties. One project led to a contentious fight at the city council level this past summer. The city has owned the downtown convention center for decades. It's operated under an agreement with a hotel across the street, owned by private individuals. But after 40 years, it was time for repairs with no real strategy. Ultimately, a developer who was interested in the hotel wound up purchasing the convention center as well in exchange for a series of tax incentives that will be granted if a schedule of renovations and improvements is adhered to. At first, three of the seven council members abstained from approving the project, claiming they did not have enough information. The allegations got personal for a time, and while the project has now been approved by the council, Waterloo Mayor Quentin Hart told me there are still some hard feelings about issues that need to be resolved. But the fact of the matter is, 
and this is why I was elected, I believe, one is to make sure this is an inclusive environment within the city of Waterloo that people have opportunity and chance to participate uh, with business relations and that it is to move this ahead and try to attract, retain, keep businesses, keep people, and grow this community without overburdening taxpayers. So that is my job. I looked at a problem that was there. Yeah, I don't know what happened 50, 60 years prior to me, but all I know is I had a job to do, and there was a situation that needed to be taken care of, not desperately, but meticulously thought through and worked on and solved. And that's what I tried to do. Christine Romans is an Iowa native and Iowa State University journalism graduate. She is now CNN's chief business correspondent, and she joins me by phone from New York. A lot was made in the news in Iowa about the subsidies or breaks, depending on how one wants to phrase it, given to Apple in order to lure a major plant to be housed in a suburb of Des Moines. And it brings up the overall issue of whether a state that has some financial problems should be giving a for-profit business that is doing well a break. As you look just generally, does this sort of thing, providing tax incentives, etc., does that really stimulate economic development or is it, to some degree, just doing what everybody thinks they have to do? If you talk to Apple folks about this, and I have, they are confident that this will be an economic driver for Iowa. But there is no question the reason Iowa was chosen was because it got the best deal, the best deal for Apple. Apple, a company, by the way, that has so much money, it doesn't know what to do with it. You know, every time you buy an iPhone, the profits that, that Apple has, it literally doesn't have, an, it doesn't know what to do with all the money it's making. Um, it, it's remarkable. So on the one hand, the idea of, of, of a state and state legislatures and economic development bodies giving a company so rich, as rich as Apple, tax breaks, which essentially is money right out of taxpayers' pockets, on the one hand, it just sounds insane if you, if you believe in corporate welfare, right? On the other hand, Apple has a choice of places to go in this country and outside of this country. Um, it needs its, its Iowa location in the United States, obviously, for domestic purposes, so it needs to do something in the U.S. for that. Um, so, you know, it has it has all the cards. Quite frankly, these big companies have all the cards when they want to locate something. I think in that case, there's going to be, what, 50 permanent jobs eventually. Yeah. But in the near term, there'll be a lot of jobs for construction, right? And that's the thing. People are looking at the 50 jobs and dividing that into the amount of millions of dollars and saying it's not cost effective, but it is the construction jobs. And is there also a halo effect that can be built around having a marquee company in your area? Yes. Yes. And then you start to see other companies that want to be located there or other companies that say, oh, wait, Iowa is a good place to do business and maybe they have more employees. You know, Iowa has a huge draw here. You look at the unemployment rate in places like, you know, Iowa City and Davenport. You look at the, the level of education, the ACT scores, the percent of people who graduate from high school. I mean, any business person uh, would want to would want to locate in Iowa as the global economy continues to grow as the domestic economy continues to grow, I think that's a very good point about the halo effect of having an Apple there and having a Facebook there and having some of these uh, big, big places there is, um, is important. But you want to have a diverse economic base. You know, you don't want to just have big server farms that take a lot of energy, right, and need tax breaks and, and create 50 jobs. You need a diverse um, uh, a job base, and I think Iowa has that. 
and especially an economy in Iowa that traditionally and to this day is still so dependent on agriculture, which is therefore so dependent on things like proper rainfall, that the diversification helps insulate us from these various conditions that we can't frankly control, like weather. And that's very true. And when you talk about agriculture, it's so interesting because there's so many different facets of agriculture, right? You've got heavy equipment construction and design. That's something that happens in Iowa. Uh, you have, um, you know, farming, which happens in Iowa, but you also have insurance, the insurance industry, which is in, in Des Moines and elsewhere, which is another asset of agriculture, but is not necessarily um, not necessarily physical farming. So I think Iowa has done a very good job of diversifying its economy uh, over the years, and um, and these big tech companies coming in. It'll be fascinating to see how many jobs in the end uh, stay there. Christine Romans, a native of LeClaire, Iowa, and a graduate of the journalism program at Iowa State University. She is CNN's chief business correspondent and co-hosts the weekday Early Start program for the channel. Coming up, the differing opinions of two economists about the value of these economic development efforts That's next as the Iowa Watch Connection continues. I'm Sarah Fields, Marketing and Public Relations Director at the nonprofit Iowa Watch. Iowa Watch is part of an exciting funding opportunity through Newsmatch, a national campaign supported by Democracy Fund, the John S. and James L. Knight Foundation, and the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation, in partnership with the Institute for Nonprofit News and the News Revenue Hub. Every dollar you donate right now to Iowa Watch will be matched by Newsmatch. Please consider giving through this great opportunity by going to the donate button at the top of iowawatch.org. That web address, again, is iowawatch.org. Thank you for listening to our report today. Support for the Iowa Watch Connection comes from the Iowa Insurance Division's Iowa Fraud Fighters Program. This statewide initiative educates Iowans on how to double-check before they invest and shield their savings from scammers. Thousands of Iowans have attended fraud fighter forums across the state to learn about new scams circulating in their area and how to stay a step ahead of fraudsters. Learn how to fight fraud and why it is important to report scams at iowafraudfighters.gov. Support for the Iowa Watch Connection comes from AARP Iowa. Every two seconds, someone's identity gets stolen. That's why AARP launched the Fraud Watch Network to arm people of all ages with the tools they need to spot and avoid scams. Learn how to protect yourself at aarp.org slash fraudwatchnetwork. That's aarp.org slash fraudwatchnetwork. The Iowa Watch Connection radio program is part of a statewide audience engagement project organized by the Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism, an independent, nonprofit, nonpartisan news organization. The center is dedicated to producing high-quality investigative and community affairs journalism in Iowa, while also training journalism students to do this work at a high ethical level. The center is found online at iowawatch.org. Welcome back to the Iowa Watch Connection. I'm Jeff Stein. Economic development professionals believe in government partnering with business to stimulate growth. Some economists agree, others do not. Ernie Goss is at Creighton University. 
Well, Jeff, let me be cynical first. Let me put on that hat. I'll say uh, Apple takes a bite out of Iowa. That's uh, not to be cute. But, no, no, I think there's always concern. In this case, you're talking about 50 to 60 jobs and a package of $200 million of incentives. The real problem, as I see it, is it's heavily weighted toward uh, – capital uh, investment and the question is the computers that are going to be and the equipment that's going to be used there in in uh, close to Des Moines where are those computers going to be produced where will and they talk about application development well the app app developments app development will not be there it's going to be somewhere else in the US so it's going to be uh, so some of the at least the highly technological and more sophisticated and higher paying jobs are probably not going to be in Des Moines, but on the flip side, some of the there will be a long-term payoff. The problem is in the short term, and as uh, John Maynard Keynes said, well, we you know in the long run we're all dead, but in, we live in short runs. And that's the argument that I've heard a lot, the one you just made about it's not that many jobs, it's an awful lot of money. The super cynical people would say, well, why not just give that money directly to these folks because it doesn't amortize outright. But is there a broader issue of the spillover effect of the of this new building and the notoriety that we will have as being the further home of Apple and then having those employees and the ancillary businesses that do business with Apple in Des Moines, it becomes an exponentially greater factor for economic development? I think that's uh, very true, Jeff, and and uh, and certainly uh, one thing that we 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 need to talk about is one of the reasons they're moving to Iowa is because of their Iowa's commitment to renewable energy, of course, and of course that renewable energy is supported by subsidies from U- U.S. tax taxpayers across the U.S. So to some degree, the U.S. taxpayer is supporting Apple's commitment or Apple's movement to Iowa. So in that respect, hey, uh, good going there because that. As you know, uh, Iowa has expanded renewable wind energy at a faster pace than any other state in the in the U.S. So, Apple is is doing some of their some of the location the location to Iowa is is heavily dependent on that renewable energy uh, and lower energy cost. Based on what you know about the Apple deal with Iowa, and it's gotten a lot of discussion. Good deal or bad deal overall, or too soon to know. I think it's a, it's a pretty good deal. It's better than the deal of Foxconn going to Wisconsin. That's much more expensive, and uh, I I'm, I would be a little more concerned about that movement to Wisconsin and how much they've paid for jobs that may, in fact, be in other states, not so much in Wisconsin. So I would say it's a pretty good deal going forward. It's not a great deal. The two, if you once the twenty year period is up, now that's uh, I'm I'm probably not going to be doing economics 20 years from now. But that said, 20 years after the tax abatements end, then the the, the city, the local governments will then be getting much more of the uh, property tax abatement, uh, property taxes. Ernie Goss, thanks so much for the time. As always, we'll talk again soon. Hey, thanks, Jeff. Thanks for having me on. While Ernie Goss of Creighton University believes there is some benefit to such programs, fellow economist David Swenson of Iowa State has a different view. The vast majority of economic growth that occurs in the state of Iowa has nothing to do with any sort of public subsidy. 
Um, it just simply is part of normal market forces, the expansion, the contraction, the, the development of new business opportunities. Most of that occurs outside of any kind of government involvement. And ours is a market society, and, and we, we depend on the market to make those kinds of decisions. Over the years, though, we've grown to believe that we need to subsidize growth and to, to create jobs. We want to subsidize growth primarily to create jobs, but also um, we add the rider to them to create good jobs. And so over the decades, we had a preoccupation with job creation. And in that job creation, there should have been a some sort of declaration of a significant amount of jobs to be added to the regional economy. In recent years, we've discounted here in the state of Iowa, we've discounted the job growth, and we've become obsessed with the amount of capital investment. And now we've shifted away from what we usually we used to would call uh, economic efficiency would, would argue that what we need to do is maximize the public gain, i.e. job growth, and minimize the public's cost. Again, in recent years, though, that's been flipped on its head. We've seen extraordinary amounts of public subsidy, yet paltry levels of job growth. And we've created a situation now in Iowa where the standing offer, the last offer that's been made to company A, B, or C, depending on what they do, is what the next company comes along and expects as, as their due. And it's become a very expensive practice, and the state of Iowa's taxpayers are paying the price for this. So, for example, specifically the recent deal announced with Apple, as I recall, mm -hmm. they're talking about 50 permanent jobs at the facility. There are also jobs associated with construction, but those are not permanent jobs. Is that a good deal for the state in either the short or long term, given the state's economic position? The Apple deal is a bad deal for the state. It's a bad deal for the city of Waukee. It's a bad deal for the metropolitan economy. It's a bad deal for our collective fiscal situation. Apple had to be somewhere. It's part of doing business is that it has to build data centers. The amount of money that was ceded to Apple for them to build in Waukee is simply unconscionable. In the, for 50 jobs, there was over $188 million worth of local property tax forgiveness and maybe close to $20 million worth of state-level uh, allowances and subsidies. The taxpayer never gets paid back in these kinds of deals. There is never going to be enough net state and local taxes generated from this activity to pay the taxpayer back that $188 million or even the $20 million that the state uh, allowed for this, this company. To claim that this is an expansion of the state's economy is to discount the fact that the remainder of the regional property taxpayers the re the, uh, have to cover costs that Apple isn't covering anymore. It's it violates or it fails what we would call horizontal equity. Apple is being given a operating discount on its property taxes of something like 71% over a 20-year period, whereas all other commercial activities have to pay full price. 
that in and of itself is is a distortion of, of taxation principles, and it means that the rest of the taxpayers simply have to pay more taxes to cover the cost of public goods and services. So if it is this bad a deal, on its face, why did the state and the county and the city officials embrace it with such anticipation and such happiness, frankly? These kinds of deals can't be justified using standard economic principles. Standard economic principles do not justify these kinds of deals, anywhere close to these kinds of deals. The only way you can justify these things uh, is politics. It looks good politically. It is not an enhancement of the state's economy when you net everything out, especially taking into account the net costs to the taxpayers over the longer period of time. But it is a straightforward enhancement either to the image of politicians, to the image of the communities, um, or the image of the state of Iowa. And that is more of what I've seen economic development officials and politicians attached to than the practicality of the subsidy, the desirability, or the necessity of the subsidy in recent years. It's really just, I hate to use this word, it's the optics. We got Apple, we're hot stuff. David Swenson is an Iowa State University economist. Thank you for listening to our report today. I'm Lyle Muller, Executive Director and Editor at the nonprofit parent of this program, Iowa Watch. Iowa Watch is part of an exciting funding opportunity through Newsmatch, a national campaign supported by Democracy Fund, the John S. and James L. Knight Foundation, and the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation, in partnership with the Institute for Nonprofit News and the News Revenue Hub. Every dollar you donate right now so that quality journalism like the Iowa Watch Connection can continue will be matched by Newsmatch. Your $20 becomes $40. It's that easy. Please consider giving through this great opportunity by going to the Donate button at the top of iowawatch.org. That web address, again, is iowawatch.org. And that brings us to the close of this week's program. We're back again next week at this same time. In the meantime, you can connect with us online, iowawatch.org. Click on the Iowa Watch Connection tab at the top of the page to listen to all or part of this program again for a list of stations that carry the program and more. And you can let us know your thoughts about this program or suggest ideas for future programs by email. The address is radio at iowawatch.org. I'm Jeff Stein. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you'll make the Iowa Watch Connection again next week. The Iowa Watch Connection is a copyrighted presentation of the Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism, which is solely responsible for its content. For more information about the center, including how you can contribute so high-quality investigative and community affairs journalism and student training can continue, go online, iowawatch.org.